0: Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's uh, Journey. Uh, this week's Come Follow Me is uh, Mormon chapters 1 through 6. So, quick recap of last week, mostly starting with uh, really 4th Nephi, uh, and and how much time, just to, just to kind of remind you, how much time passed in 4th Nephi. There's uh, several hundred years, almost... Uh, 300 years passes in 4th Nephi. So, we see a lot of change, obviously. We, we go from this Zion society, where there's peace and harmony, to the people being distinguished by ites, uh, in, again, you know, Lamanites, Nephites. And this uh, that's the beginning of this separation that then leads to just more conflict and... Uh, the downfall eventually of the entire society. So uh, I bring that up just to remind you that a lot of time has passed since Christ. I mean, relatively not a lot of time, a few hundred years, but in terms of the Book of Mormon's history, uh, a long time has passed. We we go from uh, just after Christ's death to three uh, twenty ish A.D. Uh, in in 4th Nephi. And so Mormon, uh, it seems to me that he, he wanted to include 4th Nephi. He wanted to include the the Zion society that had existed after Christ left uh, and after Christ's visit. And then after he left, but then uh, he kind of zips through the downfall of the society because then he's living, he's living in the the final days of his society. And so he then takes it upon himself to just write about what's happening in his day, because it's really the culmination of what started happening in 4th Nephi. Um, Interestingly, I didn't point out last week, uh, this specific uh, aspect of 4th Nephi. Uh, And that is that uh, we talked about pride and it, the pride is what led to them wanting to be distinguished. And, uh, but it says, and it kept, it, and he kept it 80 and four years. And there was a s- still peace in the land, save it were a small part of the people who had revolted from the church and taken upon them the name of, of Lamanites. Therefore there began to be Lamanites again in the land. It doesn't even, it does not mention that these were descendants of Laman who uh, would have been distinguished as Lamanites before. It just says they, there are these people who had a desire to be distinguished by that name. Then they left the church. They could have been actual descendants of Zoram or of Nephi or any anyone else, really. But they wanted to be called Lamanites, and so we have Lamanites be reintroduced here. Okay, enough of the recap there. Mormon is now born into this world where there are Lamanites and Nephites, and there's a lot of contention and wickedness. So Amoron was the last record keeper before Mormon and he sees him and says I rec- I see that you're uh quick to learn sober minded so boy in if- in 14 years go and get the plates I'll tell you where they are Mormon's 10 at the time like look think of a 10 year old in your life and and think about asking them hey yeah in 14 years I want you to go and get and take care of the entire record of all of our people—it's a uh, pretty daunting task, right? To ask of a ten-year-old, uh, and so that's where we're at. That's Mormon and his uh, how he bec- how he becomes the record keeper. So, this week's come follow me. A few of the things that stand out uh, as I studied the the manual and kind of the, their study prompts. It says, as you read Mormon 1 through 6, ponder what you learn from Mormon's example. And then it says, record what you f- uh, feel inspired to do. This is a poignant uh, kind of point to ponder, like, alliteration, poignant point to ponder. Boom. Uh, as you read Mormon 1 through 6, ponder what you learn from Mormon's example. It's poignant to me because Mormon lived in a time much like ours, where There is no peace on earth. (laughs) There's just commotion and craziness all around. As we read throughout Mormon and about his life and what he did, you'll you'll see that and recognize that. I think he was the commander of their army at the age of what sixteen. He ends up dying in I think his seventies. There's a brief period of peace, which we'll get to today, uh, in a lot of this week, I mean. But for the most part, from the time that he's 16 to the time he dies, it's just war and bloodshed, and he's at the head of the army. And as a matter of fact, he, in his own words, says, And I, being 15 years of age and being somewhat of a sober mind, therefore I was visited of the Lord and tasted anew of the goodness of Jesus. Sorry, that's not even the scripture I meant to read. But that's a cool one. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> what I actually meant to read is him saying, For behold, a continual scene of wickedness and abominations has been before in mine eyes ever since I have been sufficient to behold the ways of man. So ever since he was old enough to understand society and people and what's like what's going on, all he saw was wickedness and abominations. And look outside, look at turn on the TV for a few minutes. Go over to a news station and see, and then ask yourself how it makes you feel inside. Does it make you feel good? Does what's going on in the world make you feel good? Does wickedness and abomination abound? And so, pondering how Mormon, what we can learn from Mormon's example is powerful because he lived in a time much like ours, and yet he was stalwart, and... I mean, so now i go read the scripture that I read earlier, and that is Mormon saying, uh, uh, I was visited of the Lord, and I tasted and knew of the goodness of Jesus. Despite the world that he lived in, despite what other people's choices were, he had the spirit. He was blessed. The Lord blessed him with his spirit because he was righteous. And so importantly and powerfully what we one thing that we can learn from Mormon and what I've what I took from this week was that no matter what's going on around us no matter what our friends or family are, are choosing to do, our country our our uh, neighbors, our uh, cities and communities, whatever whatever they're doing, whatever choices they're making, we can choose to keep our covenants. we can choose to let God prevail in our life and be gathered. And be a part of the gathering of Israel. And we can, as Mormon did, be visited of the Lord and taste and know of the goodness of Jesus. And so as you study this week, I want to just echo that invitation that is in Come Follow Me this week. And that is, as you study, ponder what you can learn from Mormon's example. So, as we go throughout the chapters this week, I'll point out a few of the things and uh, some historical context in terms of Nephite history, what's going on, to try to pull you back to looking at Mormon as a man who lived, a real man who lived during real challenging times. To me, and maybe it's just me, but to me, when when I'm able to remember that and focus on that, I'm able to... It makes me say, I should say, it makes me say, wow, a lot more because you, I, I realize, wow, Mormon was a real guy who had a family and chose to have a family despite knowing that there was going to be wars and bloodshed and his people were deteriorating and that they were turning their back on God and that the world was scary, but he chose to have a family. And in that world... He had a family and a son who was an amazing person. Who he was able to still teach the gospel of Jesus Christ to. So I invite you to to look for those things, what what you can learn from Mormon this week. Uh, Thank you for joining me this week. uh, I think what I'll end up doing probably is uh, shorter, quicker uh, episodes one per chapter for the six for the week, Uh, probably no more than 10 minutes each. So that's the plan. I hope you'll join me this week as we study Mormon uh, and his life and his example. Thanks uh, for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.